your favorite cartoon characters will help you understand how drugs and alcohol can ruin your life. So watch the program. Talk about it with your family. Welcome to special presentation with Mike and Ethan. Or Elf will not be seen tonight. We can always come back to peanuts. There's no end to peanuts specials, but they they vary so much. I've learned that through the course of this podcast. I thought of them as just being a sort of uh, homogenous lump, but they vary so widely in quality. Yeah, they really do. And for a little while, while I was thinking like, man, my, my feelings on Snoopy and Charlie Brown really run hot and cold. Like sometimes I'm like, I hate them. I hate peanuts. I hate everything. And other times I'm like, no, there's something here. I can really feel the pathos of this and understand why it speaks to so many people. And I thought that was something about me. But now I'm thinking maybe it's because some of these are so much better than others. <laughs> so what well, what would you say i think this last one to start out with we want today we watched it's the easter beagle charlie brown now were you aware before this that there was an easter beagle i was not aware that there was either an easter beagle or a special titled easter beagle <laughs> Uh, we go, there is a school near me called Easterby Elementary, and I keep thinking Easterby Eagle Elementary when I pass it by. <laughs> oh, well, you know, maybe it's named, no, I guess it wouldn't be. Yeah. Was, <laughs> Why would he even our, say that? Named for our 25th president, the Easter Beagle, <laughs> who was assassinated. <laughs> yeah, they nailed him to a cross. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, that's something else to bring up a little later, The but uh, there is... So the Easter Beagle, if you asked me, I would I would have said before I watched this one that the whole concept of building a building a special around the Easter Beagle was one of the most cynical things I'd seen Peanuts do, because are you aware that the Easter Beagle even exists in the comic strip? I wait, it doesn't. Is yes. that a, oh, there are I, regular appearances from the Easter Beagle. I only on just, Easter, of course. I just assumed they were trying to like, you know, make, you know, do the great pumpkin thing again and hoping the lightning yeah. would strike twice. Uh, but no, we've been seeing not only is the Easter Beagle featured in uh, multiple Easter strips for peanuts. Uh, Ch Charles Schultz said that the Easter Beagle is his favorite of Snoopy's alter egos. Really? 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 Okay. So let's let's talk about some of Snoopy's alter egos, okay? Yes. Uh, there's the the World War One flying ace. Yes. There's there, Joe Cool. Joe Joe Cool. Yes. Um, are there other ones? There must be some others. Um, let's see. Uh, the uh, the famous uh, <laughs> what's it called? Uh, oh, the first beagle on the moon. Okay. Um, yeah. 
Let's see. Uh, the, the famous Zamboni driver. Right, right. <laughs> so, it, so, does he have a name when he's a lawyer? Oh, I don't think so. He just has like a little bow tie and, and glasses, right? And, yeah. Um, oh, the mask to Marvel. Uh, oh, right, right. Okay, so already this is about like half a, half a dozen alter egos, all of whom strike me as much or at least more interesting than the Easter Beagle. Because yes. the Easter Beagle is just literally Easter Bunny. Just that that's it. But a beagle, yes. Yeah. So Charles Schultz, okay. Um Charles Schultz, what he's a let's 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 just say what a madman. He's a madman. <laughs> I don't know what to make of this guy, okay? Um because I was talking with someone the other day about Charles Schultz, right? And uh, here's the thing, I, and they mentioned, uh, it's a friend of mine, he's a really huge uh, Schultz fan, a huge Peanuts mm. fan, and he Is mentioned, no, 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 it's uh, uh, someone else, but um, okay. it, um, I don't know if uh, I should say his name, because he might not want me sla- revealing that he's slagging on Peanuts on air, but <laughs> he um, he mentioned how, like, Charles Schultz hated the name Peanuts for oh, yeah. Peanuts. He, he hated it. It's the worst thing ever. And, and he was like this whole life he's all like upset that he had to be saddled with this awful name for his comic strip but it's like okay look by the time the 1950s rolled around he was like a multimillionaire. he had amazing pull he could have just gone to the syndicate and been like hey we're calling a good old charlie brown from now on because no one would notice kids would just i didn't realize that it was called peanuts for a long time until i was an adult because i was just like oh you know the one with snoopy charlie brown and yeah. you know if he changed it back then by the time you know 10 years gone by no one would even remember that it was ever called peanuts but charles schultz apparently had a huge martyr complex and i think to some degree, he just liked feeling sorry for himself. Um, same way how he was sad for years that he didn't actually get to, like, you know, date that little redheaded girl that he knew in school. Though I think mm. he did eventually meet her again at some point. And didn't... I, I think she was, like, his secretary, and then uh, and yeah, didn't... he proposed to her, and she said no. Oh. Oh, but didn't he, like, leave his wife for her at some point? Or was that something no. someone else? No? no, I think you're thinking of uh, Dr. Seuss. Oh, okay. I get all these guys mixed up. They're basically whatever. <laughs> all these, all these cartoon guys. They're all the same. Anyway, my point is Charles Schultz. He's a he's a he's a weird guy. He's a weird guy. But I mean, you kind of have to be weird to make something like Peanuts if you think about it. Yeah, I mean, can as he he is the one who gave us the quote: "Cartooning will destroy you. It will break your heart." Yeah, I, it's like, I wonder what he would have been doing if not for Peanuts. It's like Cartoon Will Destroy You says the single most successful and beloved cartoonist of all time. Certainly, <laughs> certainly the rest of us, it's like, mm, and, and uh, the rest of us are like, well, I repeat of that guy, but I'm different. <laughs> yeah, my, you know, I'm just going to keep plugging away and doing as much work as he does in Peanuts and also having a job in a warehouse along the way. And that certainly won't break my heart. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be, it'll be great. Uh, but anyway, um, so the East, but he loves the Easter Beagle, apparently. He loves now, the Easter Beagle. Now, does he love the Easter Beagle in the same sense that he got, like, really into, like, disco for a little while? And, <laughs> and then he got into Zambonis? Like, maybe he's, you know, I, I feel like he was kind of, oh, maybe he was kind of like, you know, he just had these obsessions. And yeah, yeah. You you get on these you get on these tacks, these hyper focuses. I mean, he had to be a little neurodivergent. How can you be a cartoonist and not? I mean, that's a good point. Um, did he say why he liked the Easter Beagle so much? 
No, I just saw I just saw it in a uh, cited in a wiki article. All right. Well, so does the does the Easter Regal do anything other than just deliver eggs? Is that his whole thing? Yeah, that's that's literally his whole thing. Is that he's uh, is that he goes to the is that he delivers eggs, and as we see in this one, they're not necessarily his own eggs. Not that dogs lay eggs in the first place, but I thought dogs laid eggs. So I learned something today. <laughs> um, so so yeah, I mean already, already the concept of Easter Beagle is significantly lamer than Great Pumpkin in many ways. Because first of all, Great Pumpkin is like, okay, I get it. Halloween makes sense. Pumpkin, great he's he's great. It's a Halloween thing, right? Yes. And uh-huh. The, the when Linus explains the lore of the Great Pumpkin, it's kind of like, OK, I, I buy that. That's what a kid would think of, you know, that he flies around and he gives you toys on Halloween because you're just kind of mashing up what you would know about other holiday figures and applying it to Halloween. And so already those are much more interesting than just the Easter Beagle. And then I think, of course, the important thing about the Great Pumpkin is that he's not real or at least he's never confirmed to be real. The whole point of the great pumpkin is that Linus has faith in this thing that is, is never shown to, he has no reason to have faith in it. That's the whole point. So the Easter Beagle is just like, Oh, he's a beagle. Oh, here he is. Okay. He's real. <laughs> All right. I mean, okay. I'm sorry. I'm going on a thing about this Easter yeah, Beagle well, concept. No, but you're, but you're right. Cause the, it's the Easter Beagle, Charlie Brown. It feel it is in fact a sequel to it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown because we have people talking about it's just like that stupid great pumpkin you fooled us all with last year, and and Linus is like no no this is for real as if he as if acknowledging that the great pumpkin isn't real. I can't believe he called the great pumpkin a fraud. <laughs> One little slip like that. I mean that's going to pass you by. That's that's why he uh, you know it doesn't matter how sincere the pumpkin patch is if you don't have the uh, you know the faith so that's that's why it happened um, okay but th- this also is kind of confusing because like the the great pumpkin I just assumed like okay Linus invented this the way kids do the Easter Beagle since it's a real thing that presumes he must have heard about it somehow yeah but. What what really blows my mind about this particular special is that nobody seems to understand how Easter works, because first of all, there is an Easter beagle and nobody believes in it except for Linus, even though we do, in fact, see it happen. But at the same time, Peppermint Patty is trying to explain to Marcy how Easter works. Is this yeah. Marcy's first Easter? I mean, it must be because she... I mean, how old are the Peanuts kids? They I always assumed like maybe like eight or nine. Yeah, you know? they're like seven at the youngest for them. Yeah, I think I think Sally might be six. Okay, but but they have had I by the time you're six or seven, you will have experienced if you are an Easter celebrant, uh, several Easter's that you can remember. And so the fact that yeah, Marcy doesn't understand Easter is very odd. Um, I would, I would assume maybe that like, okay, look, maybe she's not Christian. Maybe this is her learning peppermint patties, you know, religious celebration, but that doesn't explain why she doesn't understand how eggs work. (laughs) Yeah. She, she hasn't even encountered eggs. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think because like the first bit, the, the first one of these, uh, works fine where they, they're going to make the eggs. And so peppermint patty is like Marcy prepare the eggs and she fries them. It's like, okay, I get it. That's that's kind of funny. But then they keep going, and as it goes on, it's like Marcy 
you you don't un- like you're trying to make eggs in a waffle maker what are you doing <laughs> how, how do you uh, it's just and then she's trying to like what like toast them in a toaster um yeah and, and then she puts them in the oven and then finally peppermint patty says no i need you to boil the eggs boil them and she's like okay got it boil them and one by one she cracks the eggs into boiling water and <laughs> Yeah. Peppermint Patty's like, Marcy, you've made egg soup. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, hey, gotta love egg soup. Um, this yeah, once again I, brings back my theory that maybe I don't, I've always kind of suspected that Mar- Marcy was a, uh, wa- was born in Asia somewhere. And this might be her first, might literally be her first Easter. Oh. And so she's like, okay, egg drop soup. Boop. All right. There you, I mean, it, it kind of scans. Um, I th- I actually thought that gag was going to go a little bit differently than it did um, because <laughs> I was thinking about the fact that like, so you boil eggs, right? You make hard boiled eggs. Yes. But here in America, I know I've noticed nobody makes soft boiled eggs, right? I've never no, seen. You, you can. Ma- it's so difficult to buy an egg cup. Yeah, that's such a, you know, it's such a, have we discussed this on air? I believe our, the, 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 this whole thing about eggs and how to boil them has come up several times on this podcast because. <laughs> yes, it's like the Columbus egg balance. Yeah, because when I was a kid, we ate soft boiled eggs all the time. You have put them in a little cup, you, you break the top and then you, you scoop them out with a spoon to eat them. And I always remember as a kid being really annoyed because I wanted the, the, the white of the egg to be hard like a hard-boiled egg but i wanted the mm. yolk to be soft like a soft-boiled egg because eating the, the 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 white when it's all gooey is like gross but you want yes. the the yellow to be soft so you can dip bread into it or as the british say toast soldiers um which is so cute i i was so disappointed to learn that it's just like matchstick cut toast and they don't actually have little toaster cook little soldier shaped cookie cutters i i feel like they're really dropping the ball on that you know, yeah. by not, no one's marketed that at any point. It's like, come on, capitalism, get on the ball. Now, you've lived in Germany, Ghana, Korea. Did you live in England? Um, I have not lived in England, but I've I've been there. Um, okay. But, um, so Germany was where we ate the soft-boiled eggs. Um, okay. Uh, probably something that came over from uh, England as both, as both Germany and England were, you know, recovering from World War II and as... And as Alex said, when he guessed it on it, it was like, there was wartime rationing and we had to make mealtime fun. Yeah, I blame Alex for all this. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't really blame him. I guess I credit him because yes. Toast Soldiers is just dandy on, in my book. So one thing Turf Island did right. <laughs> um, that and fish and chips. Good on him. <laughs> Uh, but, um, anyway, so, so I was expecting we're going to get some like gag about soft versus hard boiled eggs. And I was actually wondering if that would hit because would Americans actually recognize that it was possible to soft boil an egg? Um, since it's such a 1974, they might, I don't know. Yeah. I guess that's just gone out of fashion because I feel like people maybe used to eat soft boiled eggs. Um, I guess I'd have to look that up. Uh, if there's anyone who remembers eating soft-boiled eggs in the 70s, let us know. But um, What kind of egg do you get on your egg McMuffin? Is that a fried egg or a poached egg? I think that's a poached egg because it's not like, okay. you know, it's it's kind of, no, wait a minute. Yeah, because it's, it's in that shape. It looks like a, like a poached egg, right? 
Yeah. So, but now, I'm, poached is just fried in water. Yeah. So I boil. God, but now I'm thinking like, can they? Do they have the contraption to to fry an egg in water behind the counter at a McDonald's? Maybe it is well, a fried must. egg. Yeah. yeah. You know, I feel like the way it's cut, they probably have like a whole bunch of eggs. They do it at once and then they just cut it out with a cookie cutter, you know? Yeah, I'm sure that's what they do. Man, I could go for an egg McMuffin actually now that I think about it. I haven't had one of those in a long time. Uh, but yeah. But, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, I'm just like, man, it sucks that you can't buy real McDonald's food before noon at McDonald's. You know, I because I, I don't. I know you went there all the time, but I almost never went to McDonald's when I was a kid. And the few times that we did, it was like as part of a part of, you know, one of those charter bus trips at school. And they'd stop at the McDonald's so everyone could go to the bathroom. And it's like, oh, boy, McDonald's. And it's like, what? Egg McMuffin? I wanted a Big Mac. Was it a special treat to go to McDonald's then? Or was it more just like, eh? It was more that my family hated it. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, we, um... We went there a lot, uh, but we were also, I think we were living overseas and it was the only fast food restaurant that was there in, mm. the, in those days. Um, that has changed though. Nowadays, you, <laughs> nowadays, if you go overseas, you can find any, uh, they're all there. Subway, Taco Bell, Kentucky Fried Chicken, uh, America Conquered the World. Yep. And often you can find places that have not been in America for decades. Yeah, you go um, like like what sort of things would you find over there? Swenson's. What? I used to always go to Swenson's when I was a kid. It was a burger and ice cream kind of place, and I'm my not... mom absolutely loved Swenson's. And now there's like none in America, and you have to go to like Burkina Faso. Damn, um, I have never heard of it. No, it was uh, we used to go to the Swenson's in Grossmont Center in San Diego. Oh wow. Um, hmm. So they're still overseas, though. Yeah the uh, the original the original company owners collapsed, but whoever owned the franchise rights thrived. Kind of like Man. what happened to Ferrell's. The last Ferrell's finally closed in 2019, after having been the only one after the first 150 Ferrell's closed between 1984 and 1990. I mean, the, the 80s were the uh, the decade of fast food. You know, it was like mm -hmm. it was a cutthroat market. But I mean, that was when mm. nobody knew how to cook, you know, so it kind of made That's sense. True. Like I remember now people can cook. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, back in those food days, network. That's why. Oh, yeah. Well, I think a lot of it was in those days. Think about it. If like, OK, it's the 80s. What are you going to make for dinner for your family? It's all basically like, OK, we're going to get ground beef and we're going to put like, you know, Ortega taco seasoning in it. And that's that's how you cook. Um, and then and then you you'd use the leftover to make hamburgers and then spaghetti, you know. And yeah. then you cycle through. Um, and that weird little puffy glove guy is all uh, watching, smiling. <laughs> oh, yeah, the hamburger helper. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> and think about, like, if in the 80s, if you're going to make vegetables, it's like, okay, uh, you just you steam them and, and put butter on them. That's all you do with them. That's all the only thing you do with vegetables in those days. And um, yeah, I know. It's like Buttered people. Carrots. Ugh. People did not spice things back then. I, I feel like maybe it was. Uh, a remnant of the war 
you know, people were, they had to ration their spices. No, because because during the war, the spice road from the Orient got interrupted, so we couldn't get our <laughs> our exotic saffrons. And uh, instead, we just we were like, okay, from now on, we're just we're just gonna do salt. That's it. That's the American spice. And but I mean, back then, like if you wanted to get exotic food, uh, I remember like you had two choices: you could go Italian or Chinese. That was it. Nothing else. Um, I, I didn't have Japanese until I was in college, and I was like, what the hell is this exotic stuff? This isn't. Yeah, this in is... the 80s, people would be like, raw fish? You want to eat bait? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was, it was, um, nowadays, it's, 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 you know, there's so much variety, and also, um, you know, of course, you can, there's Food Network, so you can actually cook and you can get on. There's, it's, it's a whole different ball game. But, um, but back in the eighties, everything sucked. So that's why fast food was good. Cause you go there and it's like, Oh, it's deep fried. Well, of course it's going to be good. It's going to be delicious then. So that was, that was the thing. But I feel like, you know, fast food kind of lost its luster over the years, yeah. probably because it's like, uh, you know, bad for you and exploitative of, uh, the lo- laboring classes and the environment and all lots of other reasons. I don't know. Yeah. You read fast food. Also nation because or something. we all work there now and we get tired of it. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, um, but I mean, I guess like fast food, there's still plenty of it around. I mean, uh-huh. you know, um, it hasn't gone anywhere. No, no. Except that, you know, there's fewer choices because they keep, you know, gobbling each other up. I mean, yeah, uh, there was, there used to be, Wendy's and Sandy. Oh no, there used to be Burger Chef and Sandy's, and Wendy's gobbled them both up and turned them into Wendy's's. And uh, then there was there was Hardee's, and Hardee's was about to go out of business, but then Carl's Jr. not only ate them but started wearing their skin. Yeah. So, so there's we, Hardee's on the other side of the of the country, but it's really just a Carl's Jr. wearing wearing a Hardee's mask. I do remember eating at Hardee's a lot as a kid when we lived in Maryland, and also coming out to California and being like, "What is this exotic Carl's Jr.? I've never heard of this thing." <laughs> um, that was when Car- Hardee's had like hexagonal hamburgers, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They did. That was weird. They they had um, oh god, I feel like no, no, I'm getting a mix up with Arby's. Because Arby's actually has that now. I was going to say they have those weird thing where they have that like really thinly sliced kind of leprous looking beef that they would just yeah. have like in a pile. Um, and I realized like no, that's Arby's. They they still exist and do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sadly, racks no longer exists. Oh, Mr. Delicious. I love Mr. Delicious so much. That would have been such a hit if they had waited 10 years. Yeah, if he came out in the OK Cola era, he would have been a, a huge thing. <laughs> he was just ahead of his time, honestly, you know? Rax, you can eat here. He's the, uh, we love the moon before we love the moon. <laughs> well, that wasn't a hit either, so... God, wasn't that a weird thing when that happened, though? Because, I mean, I remember... Seeing that on TV and just being like, I know this. I know what that is. That is that is from the internet. It sprung a leak. And um, I never saw the original internet version. I only ever saw the ads. Yeah, I remember it was from, God, I don't remember the website, the Spung Monkeys or something. But Yeah, um, Spung Monkeys. Wow, but I, I, I just remember like how much people hated them. Like... I, I knew so many people who like were just like angry at that commercial. They they didn't recognize it was an internet thing. I guess, uh, what was that? Torgos, 
What was that restaurant? No, uh, I think it was Quiznos. Quiznos. Yeah, I guess Quiznos was just, again, too ahead of the game. They thought, like, this internet's going to be big. People are going to really like seeing internet things in commercials. They were right. They were just a little too soon. Because, um, you know, I think you wait a few years and suddenly you're going to get, like, you know, Nyan Cat and uh, uh, yeah. whatever in commercials. Um, I remember in the late 90s when Blockbuster started using the Dancing Baby in their ads. Oh my God. Wow. People love that dancing baby. That yeah, and then they tried to pick up on it again with another one with this. I think they, I think they were kind of barking up the wrong tree because I think it was a Mac only thing with this smiley face, badly singing a song, a Guatemalan folk song about the moon. Oh, I don't even remember that one. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a thing that was uh, getting passed around. It was from the same people who brought you Sim stapler which was a fake stapler you could click on. And when you got 10, it would go splendid. Huh? Um, man, the early internet, what a world, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but man, no, speaking of really dated stuff, did you notice that this is the most seventies peanut special that we've seen so far? The, uh, the soundtrack is extremely seventies. It kind yeah. of feels like we're watching like an old porno movie. <laughs> I really like the groovy Woodstock music as he's uh, angrily stomping out of his nest. Yeah. And when actually when uh, Woodstock gets his nest all, you know, gilded. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very, very 70s as well. Um, so that is actually another recurring plot uh, plot thread in this in this special is that Woodstock's nest gets gets uh, rained on. So Snoopy. Yeah. Wa- he wants a new a, house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's confusing to me about exactly why Woodstock is blaming Snoopy for this, but you know, okay. Um, but Snoopy's buying him a new house and then wrecking it for no reason. Um, yeah, Snoopy bought him a new birdhouse and even uh, drilled it out so Woodstock wouldn't get his beak stuck along the way. And then he happens to pass by and peeks in, and Woodstock has completely redecorated this birdhouse into a groovy bachelor pad with this. A psychedelic polyphonic stereo with uh, big trumpets uh, sticking out over his face as he listens to music. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it felt like the it's where the it's where the hair bear bunch live. Oh yeah, very much so. Um, I and then Snoopy tries to climb inside or something. What's I'm not really sure what was going on there. Yeah, um, it. I feel like there was some sort of failure of direction here because it looks like Snoopy gets so angry. He starts ramming his nose in to try to destroy it. Yeah. Which is very odd, but like, yeah. I mean, I, I was what? like, that can't be right. Maybe he, is he trying to climb in? Did he just forget how size works? <laughs> After he drilled out the hole, even honestly. Yeah. So th- this whole thing was very, but yeah, that this is a, it, it's a recurrent. It's a uh, it's a plot thread in this in this thing. It's not really Easter related, but whatever. No, no. I mean, I guess it's spring related because there's rain. But oh yeah, and, yeah. Anyway, yeah. And you know, Woodstock marches over to Snoopy unhappily after getting rained on, and Snoopy obligingly wrings him out like a towel and gives him a big hug. And it's like it's nice to see them being you know Snoopy being really uh, affectionate with Woodstock because you don't see that as much in the uh, cartoons as you do in the comics. Mm, that's true. That's true. Um, well, you know, it's nice. It's nice that he's uh, getting a new house for his friend as well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Though, um, yeah, why aren't you doing that with me? Where's my house? 
Well, I mean, you know, well, because you didn't come because when uh, your house filled with water, you didn't come and like uh, dump it on my head like Woodstock did. Oh, God. Damn it. You got me the loophole. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, So what else? So, I mean, that's basically. Oh, the the, so the basic plots in this is there's Woodstock needs a new house. Pepper and Patty is showing Marcy how to make eggs. And Lucy wants new shoes, but Linus is telling her the Easter Beagle will bring them. So don't buy anything. Uh, Sally wants new shoes, actually. Yeah. And she doesn't get new shoes from the Easter Beagle. She just gets an egg. Right. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Linus is doing this whole thing. He's basically just telling everyone, don't prepare for Easter. The Easter Beagle does everything, which, as we established, is kind of an odd thing, because since the Easter Beagle exists, that would imply that, I mean, uh, unless Linus just made this up. And Snoopy decided, I'm going to humor this guy and do this. And this is, in fact, the first time Easter Beagle has actually shown up. Um, who knows? Um, I do think it's interesting, though, that Linus keeps saying, the Easter Beagle will do this. And everyone's like, yeah, you're crazy, whatever. And Charlie Brown never thinks, you know, I have a Beagle. <laughs> is, is this connected somehow? You know, he's like, you know, I have a beagle who uh, happens to sometimes be a World War One flying ace um, and, um, and apparently like drives a Zamboni and does all this other stuff. Is it possible that this is somehow connected? Could my dog be the Easter Beagle? Does Charlie Brown realize the Easter Beagle is Snoopy when, when the Easter Beagle actually shows up? That's a question, too, I guess. I want to know if the East, if there are any dogs that aren't beagles in this town. Um, we never see any other dogs, do we? Almost never. And when we when we do, they're Snoopy's relatives. Yeah, the only other dog I can think of is that circus dog that that Snoopy fell in love in that one with that one time. You know, oh, but she was yeah. a, she's a poodle, I think. Yeah, because everyone knows poodles are female. Yeah, yeah. Um, and otherwise, I don't think we've ever seen another dog, unless that you count that weird thing that's in Race for Life, Charlie Brown, that might be a dog but might be a cat. <laughs> oh, we got we got to sit down with that one pretty soon. Uh, yeah, we'll have to figure out what is that that thing. What is that thing? What is it, <laughs> Charles Schultz? What it, what did what abomination is this? Is it a dog? Is it a cat? Is it like a like a big hamster with claws? Um, what, what did you try to do? It turns out it's what the Warner brothers and sister evolved from. I mean, yeah, it's there, (laughs) you know, if you look at one of those evolutionary charts and you can trace the, 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 from the common ancestor is the, uh, Australopithecus, uh, whatever the fuck that is. Um, Whatever the fuckicus, yeah. Yeah, whatever the fuckicus. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I don't think we see too many dogs other than beagles now, mm-hmm. now that you mention it. Um, but Peanuts is a very uh, ins- insular world. You know, we, yeah. we rarely see anything beyond the core cast. It's a lot like Ed, Ed and Eddie in that sense. The Although, animated stuff has to expand their world by default. Yeah. Because, um, you know, Schultz usually just draws... You know, not unlike Garfield, where Garfield is just sitting on a table and there's no background. Yeah. Um, we will see, like, other children occasionally, um, and we'll hear, like, muted trumpets to represent adults. Um, mm-hmm. The only time I can think of ever actually seeing an adult is, again, um, one of the movies. It's, uh, what is that one? You know, the, um, the one that they go to France? Yeah. Oh, uh, Bon Voyage, Charlie Brown? Yeah, because the Baron, you never see him clearly, 
but you see him in silhouette and you hear an actual voice for that guy. So that's mm. that's an adult who technically makes a non-muted trumpet appearance. Hmm. Now in the Charlie Brown history specials, you'd see like the the kids talking to Abraham Lincoln and stuff. Oh, that's so right. Maybe maybe the only adults who can speak are dead. Maybe the oh, Baron shit. is a ghost. Oh, yeah, that, that opens up a whole new world. <laughs> they were dead the whole time. Wow. They're dead and in hell. And it's actually all happening as they're as in the moment before they die. Blah, 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 blah. Shut up. It's uh, a Char- Charlie, Charlie Brown's. Um... Oh, fuck. What do you what I was um, going to say? What is that thing? Beetle Creek Ridge. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that that that. Uh, that thing that that chemical that causes dreams all of a sudden you know oh. your, your dying <laughs> ego trip or something but right, i can't right. remember what it is <laughs> so the joke doesn't work anyway <laughs> we'll cut that out in post yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah cur- that joke doesn't work either because we never do <laughs> yeah that's true oh but the people listening can be like i get it they're not gonna do anything because they're lazy <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, one of them I guess, is. I guess if we cut the joke out in post, there wouldn't be a joke because uh, we'd have cut it out in post. That's true. Man, makes you think, huh? Wow. Uh, this this podcast expands your mind. Um, but anyway, uh, so the those are the main plot threads in this. and um, Most of it is about going back to that discount store. Yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of jokes about how it's already decorating for Christmas, which yeah, is, yeah, they go all out for Christmas nine months early. Yeah, I get it. I mean, it's it's amusing. Um, plus, it is interesting how many Easter specials kind of just give up on being their own thing and just are like, okay, yeah, Christmas is coming. Get ready for it. Um, yeah, that's true. I mean, the a lot of the. Uh, Rankin Bass ones tied in Christmas with Easter. Uh, I guess it tis- Christmas is technically tied in with Easter anyway, isn't it? I mean, technically, if you want, if you want to acknowledge the reason for the season, you know, they're kind of uh, related. Um, I mean, let's be Not honest. That you though. know it from this one? Yeah, yeah. They were well. This is a very secular special. You know, they yeah. Um, and considering that Charles Schultz uh, fought so hard to have real scripture in a Charlie Brown Christmas. But there's just no mention of anything beyond bunnies, eggs, and nests in this one. In this one, maybe they were like, look, talking about the crucifixion is a little too much for the kitties, you know? <laughs> like, I, you know, because I, I guess, like, look, if you're, um, I feel like if you are, well, here, here's the thing. I feel like if you're, whether or not you're Christian, if you are in America, um, you probably are familiar with the nativity scene. You've seen enough of them on church lawns around the Christmas season that like, okay, I get it. I've seen it. It's, it's, it's part of Christmas in like, I, in my mind. Right. However, how many times have it's been Easter and you've seen like a big old bloody Jesus on a cross? Not really that much, you know, at least not more often than you usually see a big old bloody Jesus on a cross. So I feel like for Easter, it's not like, you know, if you suddenly saw that, you'd be like, oh, Oh yeah, I forgot this is a religious holiday. Um, but yeah, I didn't know it was a religious holiday until I was twelve or thirteen. Oh seriously? Yeah, that's funny. I actually don't know when I figured it out because um, we were not a religious household. Uh, mm. You know, uh, so we basically were just like, yeah, eggs. Um, uh, <laughs> Easter, though, I will say, has always been kind of the you know the, the, one of the lamer holidays. 
you know? Um, yeah, you, you get up early, you uh, wear nice clothes, you have a big breakfast, and then there's a, an egg hunt if there's kids, and then it's just eating jelly beans all day. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's fine. Halloween upside down. Yeah. Halloween it, in yeah. the morning. It's it's not terrible as far as holidays go, but I think it's always struggled to find some reason to really make kids care about it, at least enough that they'll watch specials, because... You know, it's like, oh, yeah, there's an egg hunt. That's that's cool. Oh, chocolate. Okay, cool. But it's not like, you know, it doesn't it doesn't grip your imagination the same way as like, oh my god, a, a big piles of presents. You know, yeah. Oh, the great uh, pumpkin. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. And like Halloween is awesome, the best holiday of all. We all know that. Uh, Christmas is, you know, is good. Christmas you get presents. is the next best, but it buys your love. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then let's see, what other holidays are you going to have specials for? Um, Thanksgiving. Uh, no kid really cares about Thanksgiving apart from that it's a two-day week or a four-day weekend. Right. Thanksgiving is definitely probably the, the lamest, even lamer than Easter. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess Christmas, uh, Halloween, uh, I guess. You don't thanks- even get Valentine's Day off. No. Fuck Valentine's Day. Uh, who why even bother? And then like all the others are just kind of like, oh, what? Well, who's no one bothers with Arbor Day except we just peanuts. closed the bank. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess Fourth of July is a good one because you know there's fireworks. Kids like fireworks, and you know you can kind of be like, oh, a lot of America stuff. I get it. Okay. Um, but Easter is just kind of like it's there, and you know, it's it's just. It's there. That's that's all you can really say about it. Uh, this if is you're... only our second Easter special. I mean, there's this and there's the Family Circus one. There's no Garfield Easter special, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, that's the Garfield. Garfield knew a lost cause. So he was just like, no, fuck it. Don't even bother. Easter. Well, though Garfield could probably do a good Easter special because yeah. um, I can imagine now just have like a special where for whatever reason, I don't know, Garfield accidentally knocks out the Easter bunny. You know, and has to take over. Basically, the Santa Claus. You know, that's that. You say knocks out or knocks up? Knocks oh out, but knocks up would <laughs> okay. be even better. Honestly, <laughs> I would definitely watch that. Uh, I would definitely watch the the Prego Easter Bunny special. You know, <laughs> um, but uh, uh, and Eggs plus, gotta come from somewhere. I know it'd be great because at the very end, the the, bunny, the after Garfield has. You know, it's delivered all the eggs, and he's like, "Oh, you're gonna go home and eat a lasagna." This when he comes back and is like, "All right, kids, meet your father." And like a hundred uh, rabbits with Garfield ears like come in. You know, <laughs> I think that would work. Jim Davis should totally—he would be down for this sort of thing. He's a wild man. That would be adorable. I, I actually like that idea. <laughs> that I can really see it in the style of like old Garfield, like you know, not quite. Where Garfield hasn't stood up on his hind legs yet. It really feels like that era of it, Garfield. It, it re- yeah, it totally does. Um, it, it feels a lot like when, um, uh, what is it, Hodgepodge knocked up uh, Rosebud in Bloom County. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're saying. Are you okay, honey? How do you feel? Like I'm passing a taxi. <laughs> passing? What do you mean passing? Like zoom by? Or... <laughs> it was like, ever seen the fly? <laughs> Uh, but anyway, we were speaking of uh, we've got uh, we went on a tangent on Easter there, I guess, or general. Yeah, but well, we had a lot to say about Easter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a lot to say about this special though. You so Ethan, you said that peanut specials vary wildly in quality. Where would you place this one on the scale of peanut specials? Well, let's see. Looking at the ones that we've done so far, 
eat uh charlie it's the great pumpkin is obviously the uh hands down winner of the best mm. one so far right and right. i would say i would say that the that a ch- the charlie brown thanksgiving is the uh next best mm-hmm. and then i think this one would be the third best after that and after <laughs> that then we have like uh it's an adventure charlie brown and uh and oh god that Oh, that terrible one that we just watched—the the second Christmas one or the third right. Christmas one—the one with the one with the rerun. That is the dead. That is dead last. So and wait. Shortly before that is perennial favorite Flash Beagle. But, so, mm-hmm. however, I think that we we can't just graph this on a line. It has to be on a graph because there is overall quality, and then there is what the fuck, because that. <laughs> You have to max out what the fuck to get to uh, it's the girl in the red truck, Charlie Brown. Yeah, that's true. Because there are there are a few that are just kind of uh, bazonkers. Um, yeah, Flash Beagle is very high on what the fuck, but it also it's you know, <laughs> you know what really makes me happy is that our Sinfest episode got as many hits in one week as Flash Beagle did in two years. Really, people are a lot more interested in Sinfest than in Flash Beagle, apparently. Nope. I can't believe it. Nobody was interested in learning about the Flash Beagle. He's the Beagle who flashes. <laughs> he's the uh, he's a uh, he's a Beagle. He does the disco. Kids love the disco. Um, but Ethan, so yeah, I agree with you because there's also like what a nightmare Charlie Brown, which is pretty high in the what the fuck. Yeah, um, that's yeah, that's a high in what the fuck and high in quality. You know, I might say that one's the best overall, at least, or at least has the highest in both of those two. Uh, those two things it's it's furthest on the uh, the upper right quadrant yeah yeah um now when you listed the the peanut specials though um you didn't mention uh i was surprised you didn't mention where you would place the the first uh christmas charlie charlie brown christmas oh well we haven't we haven't actually uh watched that one yet so i didn't want to okay i don't know where i would place that one okay I mean, it's good and it has a very low what the fuck quality. Although I suppose the fact that it, you know, breaks kayfabe, so to speak, to actually talk about the Bible does raise it a little bit in that department. So I would, yeah, I would say that's, you know, it's it's pretty high up there. It's pretty good, I would say. Okay. How about you? Um, I would definitely say that the best one is um, uh, it's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Um, Absolutely. It, yeah. I mean, that is, un- I mean, I'll, I'll say also that like, look, it's easy to make a good Halloween special. The Halloween special is almost always going to be the best thing. We, we agreed that Garfield has the best Garfield best one is a Halloween special as well. Um, yeah. You and- have to go so far out of your way to make a bad Hall- Halloween special that you end up doing the witch who turned pink. Yeah. Like, I don't think we've seen a lot of bad Halloween specials. I think they're always pretty entertaining. Um, Mm, yeah, I can't think of one that was too bad. Well, I guess like Lumpkin the Pumpkin, but you know, yeah, whatever. That's <laughs> eh, not. Let's but put again, that, that one is just so high. Again, there's the what the fuck meter, and that one is off the charts. So. Yeah, but I would say yes. So it's a great pumpkin. Charlie Brown is the best. Um, I really, and and you said your second favorite was what was that one? The Thanksgiving one, I think, because that one has. You know, because that one focuses so much on Charlie Brown's relationship with Peppermint Patty, which I think is the strongest relationship connection in the whole series. Mm, mm. I would put that one pretty high. I would also put um, the Charlie Brown, the it's Christmas or first Christmas Charlie Brown pretty high as well. Um, I mm. think because 
both those focus so much on, I guess because Charlie Brown's pathos in them really works. Um, this one, though, I would not put – well, you know what? I would not put this one, the Easter one, particularly high. Um, for me, this one – this one, I guess I would put wherever wherever you would put dead center in this chart, I put this because... Yeah, it's it's very average, but yeah. at the same time, I mean, we've seen so many so many not-so-great ones that average is still higher than average. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I didn't hate it. I watched it, and after it was over, I was like, hmm, that was a thing that I watched. That existed, and I consumed mm-hmm. it, and now I have it in my brain. But I was just like really completely after the first five, the first few minutes, the, the first gag with the eggs. After that, I was completely like, mm, OK, all right. It's it is. It exists. Um, I did not feel like it was particularly inspired. And I think a main part is just like it really just even though you mentioned that the Easter Beagle is a thing in the comic strip, it really just felt like they were like, hey, we're going to do the Great Pumpkin again. But yeah. But instead, it's the Easter Beagle, and um, okay, why not? Um, again, where where does Linus come up with this? Yeah, he, he just sees the I mean, beagle, like and said, he's like, the, "Yeah, the Easter Beagle just feels so contrived. It feels like Disney babies." Yes. Now you may yeah. recall that there is no Disney Babies cartoon. It's literally just drawing the Disney characters as babies, so you can print them on diapers. And that's what the Easter Beagle feels like. It's like, this is a version of Snoopy that you can put on your greeting cards for Easter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That is the best way to put it. Um, he doesn't, yeah, it's it, it's not something that I, I, and again, when you said Charles Schultz says this is his favorite iteration of Snoopy, it makes me really? think that, yeah, I, I keep thinking like, wait, no, this, he made this sell greeting cards and now he's trying to push it. He's like, Oh, this is the best Snoopy kids. You're going to love this Snoopy. You're going to love him. I tell you, <clears throat> I don't know why he talks like that. Um, <laughs> hey, you kids, you're going to love this Snoopy. Hey! <laughs> he's like, I, I tell you, I got all this. I got all this Snoopy crap. Got to move it. Can't, can't get the Snoopy. But uh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, sorry, man. I can't do that voice anymore. Um, I spent, I spent three days doing the Beetlejuice voice at my wife uh, recently, <laughs> just just constantly, and uh, I've lost my ability to talk in like this gravelly Brooklyn voice now. Here, try it with me. Learn to throw your voice. Fool your friends. Fun at parties. Ah! <laughs> That's the best I can do now. <laughs> now, yeah, were no? you doing the cartoon Beetlejuice or the uh, or the Michael Keaton Beetlejuice? I was trying to do cartoon Beetlejuice. It was kind of like this. I was like, like literally, I just going like, "Hey, how's it going? Hey, it's Beetlejuice. Hey, what's, <laughs> what's up? What's up here?" Yeah, That's because, not so bad. Yeah, yeah, because like she was really getting annoyed because I was trying to do sexy talk. I was coming in like, "Hey, babe, you like sandworms? Got one for you right here." Yeah, that's right. It's me, Beetlejuice. I love deep beetles, and I love to uh, sexually harass uh, little goth girls. Where I guess I don't know what I do. Uh, it's me, Beetlejuice. <laughs> How are you, man? What? I gotta say, your Beetlejuice voice sounds more like you than you normally do. <laughs> oh, do <dude>, really? <laughs> 
<laughs> as in the 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 <laughs> how is that possible <laughs> that's that's like i don't know I don't an know. existential conundrum there <laughs> i'm just gonna come in and be like hey ethan it's me mike yeah that's right i, I talk like this now i talk like me <laughs> yeah you sound like you sound like morb doing your voice <laughs> like, oh, like 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 morb that's morb's impression of me yeah you sound like you're doing a, a mean impression of yourself <laughs> I don't think when Morpheus did my voice, though, um, she kind of did like, yeah, no, like she kind of did like that. Yeah, <laughs> I think I don't know. I, uh, <clears throat> but yeah. Anyway, I'm not good at voices. I always just sound <laughs> like me. What are you gonna do? But we we're speaking of peanuts, <laughs> not bad Beetlejuice impressions, I guess. Oh, well, we, you know, there's room for both. You know, we have a. You know, we we love all of our children equally. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I did have something else. Oh, oh, the most interesting thing about this special is all the stuff that they have in the store. You know, because you have a lot of st stuff to look at when they go into the, uh, what they call the discount store that has like five floors. Oh, yeah. Uh, that and is there, uh, there are weird there are some weird things where they're going up multiple going up multiple flights of stairs and they keep seeing Snoopy coming down the other way. So what the hell is Snoopy doing? Yeah, it's very MC Escher-esque because he goes <laughs> first of all that first escalator he goes down. It's like wait 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 where's he going? That doesn't make sense. We should not be able to see that escalator. It should like go under the floor. Why is it like, why is it visible? And then he goes down and they go up and we see them passing each other. And it's like, how did that happen? This isn't. Yeah. What, what's, what it's is reality? Meta, actually. <laughs> yeah. Actually one of the better, better jokes there. And, oh yeah. Another thing, extremely seventies thing about this one. Sally tries to buy platform shoes. Yeah. It doesn't really work out for her though. No. You hear her go, ah, in good grief. And you really hear her brother's voice come out in her. But, yeah. A lot of people saying good grief in this one. Mm hmm. Because I think uh, Lucy does it a couple times. Yeah. They, they were really pushing good grief. Maybe maybe the kids were really foul mouthed and they had to cover it up. I think it was 1972 and uh, Charles Schultz is like, this, uh, this is going to be big. This is a catchphrase. Good grief. The kids are all going to be saying it. They're all going to be saying good grief. You won't be able to go anywhere not here. Good grief. Uh, we're going to make a mint. I'm going to call up the uh, the patent office. I want a nickel anytime anyone says good grief. And Jim Davis is, you know, wearing a hole in his, was like, how can I compete with good grief? Oh, the, um, 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 I know. I'll know. Well, uh, whoever should, whoever invented good grief should be drug out in the street and shot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, well, and then Jim Davis is like, yeah, shot until your bones knit. <laughs> oh, damn it. Damn it. Uh, um, I'm, I'm, I've got it. I've got it. This is the biggest one ever. Ha ha ha. We. <laughs> Wait, is that a, is that a Garfield thing? That it, they were trying to push that as a Garfield catchphrase. Ha ha ha. We. You oh, a mug that says that. <laughs> is it like Garfield being like unenthusiastic about something? Yeah. Usually like John says, you boys go play in the snow and he pushes them into a snow drift and Garfield goes, ha ha ha. We. Oh, yeah, I feel like that's something you get on one of those. Um, you remember when McDonald's was giving away those Garfield bugs? You oh, that? yes. It's not a pretty life, but somebody has to live it. 
Yeah, um, you could. I remember because we collected all four as the uh, commercials instructed us that we could do. And um, now, if you go to a thrift shop, you can collect 500 million of them. Which I probably should because uh, that was actually one of the only times that we ever did go to McDonald's when I was a kid. We got one of those glasses. So oh, really? It served as our. It served as the toothbrush cup for decades. Wow. You know what? We should uh, we should do that thing that Everything is Terrible did where they were trying to buy up all the Jerry Maguire video cassettes. Uh, we're just going to try and buy up all the Garfield mugs. We're going to have like every Garfield mug in existence and then build a big pyramid in the desert out of them. Yeah. And then we'll melt them into one huge bottle house. And Damn. Live in it. You know what? We that should, would be that, rad. That would be. Think about it. Then we get on Atlas Obscura. <laughs> but oh, um anyway but the so thing um, about the store sorry. the store that they're in the store that the peanuts gang is going to there is a big display of something that had completely baffled us in a previous special mm -hmm. it's the egg that you look into from the uh family circus oh yeah so i guess th that must have been an easter thing in those days yeah, and apparently they're made of sugar. You can what? eat them. Oh, yeah. Huh. Um, that is something that I have. I've never seen these in my life, and I'm old enough to have, you know, kind of been around when. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, but this one's here. They are in two unrelated Easter specials that both had, you know, comic strip themes. So it must have been a thing. Now, do you think it was a thing in the same sense that it's a that, you know, there's certain holiday traditions that are kind of obscure, but like are 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 but or very regional. So there so that, you know, kind of kind of like how, you know, um, what is it? Fourth of July, where you have those guys paint things on their stomachs to the Colonel Bogey March. Yeah, the 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 whistling midgets. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Or, uh, Mm -hmm. Or at Halloween, when adults demand that you tell them a joke before they'll give you candy. Oh, that's an extremely regional thing. Very that, regional. Uh, my dad always talks about how when he was a kid, uh, Halloween in New York City, in New York City, uh, best <laughs> in the world. Um, you wouldn't say trick or treat. He said that you would say anything for Halloween. Huh. And apparently that when he first came out west, he refused to say trick or treat because he said it sounded wimpy. <laughs> I, I know. I thought I felt that way when I was like four. I was very, I was very uh, self conscious about act about being per perceived as babyish. Yeah, I mean, it's it is one of those things. I remember kind of being like, I don't know, I don't know if I want to do this. But the adults are really into it. They're really yeah. They they think it's adorable. And yeah. But speaking of adorable, uh, Snoopy checks out one of these sugar eggs. He has a look into it, and there's some, and there's a little scene with bunnies. And we have this little fantasy scene where Snoopy goes into this meadow and dances around with the bunnies. And I was, I was like, "Are those? Is that? <laughs> what? What do you mean?" Uh, and I was right. That was why I checked out this wiki wiki article, and it is absolutely true. The bunnies that he is dancing with are the six little bunny oneies. Wait, wait. Remind me of the six little bunny oneies. There are multiple books that 
that Snoopy reads in the com- in the comics about the six little bunny oneies. This woman named Miss Helen Sweet Story has written a number of a number of picture books about the six little bunny oneies, including the six little bunnies and bunny oneies and their pony cart. Mm-hmm. The six little bunny oneies go to Long Beach. Okay. The six bunny one, the six bunny oneies join an encounter group. The mm-hmm. six bunny oneies and their XKE. Okay. The six bunny oneies and their layover in Anderson, Indiana. Okay. The six bunny oneies and the female veterinarian. Okay. The six bunny oneies freak out, which was banned <laughs> from mm, Charlie yeah. Brown's local library. Yeah. <laughs> And finally, the six bunny oneies visit Plains, Georgia. Huh. Okay. Um, I have never noticed this. This is a recurring thing in the comic? Yeah, I I have. Here's a... Uh, okay, here's a comic where uh, Snoopy and Charlie Brown are in bed together, and Charlie Brown goes, Okay, what shall we read tonight? Treasure Island? Hans Brinker? The six bunny oneies in their pony cart again. Oh, so it's <laughs> kind of a... reading. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so kind of a hamster Huey kind of thing going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, I mean, yeah. Um, the the titles are very kind of Schultz. Um, so this sounds yeah. like kind of um, it sounds like kind of a running gag, kind of like Joe Schlobotnik type stuff. A little bit, yeah. Sure. Yeah. There's there's a bunch of stories about uh, about Snoopy being a huge fan of the uh, of the Bunny Oneies books and how he gets a big crush on the writer Miss Helen Sweet Story. And hmm. how he tries to, uh, he wants to visit her until he finds out that she has 24 cats. Oh, you know, I got to say, it is always very interesting when we occasionally get some flavor for the Peanuts world, because uh, generally it is so self-contained and it's such small stories involving just this very, this very tiny core cast. So it's very interesting when you just get these little tidbits about the wider world out there with things like, oh yeah, this the the author's what helen sweet story yeah helen sweet story and her sweet stories yeah um i i does feel like schultz is 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 kind of ribbing a very specific kind of children's uh author with that uh well what's can you give an example i'm trying to think of who he would be thinking of maybe maybe Margaret Wise Brown, but though she was hardly the kind of woman who lived at home with 24 cats. Mm. I'm thinking like probably like an Edith Blyton type. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Really, you know, really over sugary to the point of, you know, she's the creator of naughty, right? Yeah. The little taxi driver, naughty, <laughs> naughty, the little taxi. Oh God. But the Brits, they love her. They, well, the, the children, they love her so much. Uh, she's the best. They, they just can't get enough of her and her sweet stories, her sweet, <laughs> sweet, sweet stories. So I saw that Enid Blyton was sitting on the sweet, sweet can. And I was like, I gotta get that sweet, <laughs> sweet can. <laughs> Mr. Simpson, your silence only incriminates you more. No, don't take it out of me. Uh, obscure joke. Ask your parents. Um, yes. Anyway, uh, uh, I don't know how obscure it can be when even people uh, 20 years younger than us know that uh, the Simpsons stopped being good after season eight. But God, what a, what a world, what a world. And they're still here. I can, yeah. I tell you, it's God, like, can you imagine if, if there had, if they were still making, I love Lucy in our lifetimes. Jeez. Well, you know, I can tell you this, I can more easily imagine the end of the world than I can imagine the end of the Simpsons at this point. <laughs> 
at this point, they're just going to feed all the uh, dialogue that they have for the characters into some kind of uh, AI generator and just have a, a robot do Homer Simpson's voice when uh, Dan Castellaneta dies. It's going to be like, yeah, a million monkeys, you know, and a million typewriter. <laughs> it's just going to be like, then the Simpsons will just be going, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid AI. <laughs> Oh man. Anyway, Simpsons. Um, but, uh, so, so apparently these, these sugar things were like, uh, these, sorry, these, these sugar, like magic sugar eggs. Yeah. Yeah. These sugar eggs, what? they kind of work like Viewmasters. I guess they were a thing. Um, yeah, what you apparently what you do is you uh, pack a mold with uh, wet sugar and let it dry out. And, uh, then you, then you use you add little uh, decorations made out of frosting or whatever, and then you uh, put the two halves together, and you have an egg that you can peek into to to make an edible diorama. Wow! Did people like do this as a craft project then, or let's let's see? I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it right now. Hey, yeah, sugar eggs with scene inside. Here, you can buy one on Etsy for forty bucks. Oh, like and it's still an edible one. I, I don't know if it's edible. Uh. Yeah, here's. I think you put uh, plastic stuff in it, maybe. Panoramic Easter eggs, they're called. Uh, yeah, so you just uh, make a make a mold using uh, using eggs or maybe egg shells, and then you uh, stick little things in it and use uh, super hard meringue icing to uh, hold the two pieces together. So, huh? What a you know? And I thought it was a lost craft, but I guess people still do it. Wow. It sounds kind of like similar to, um, what do you, what do you call that? When, um, uh, um, oh God. Uh, I think like the same stuff as like the cal- gingerbread houses, the sugar skulls, the what? Oh, sorry, gingerbread house too. Yeah. I mean, it's made out of the same sugar recipe that you make the, uh, sugar skulls for, uh, day of the dead with. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I think, yeah. Um, interesting. So I guess we learned about a lost Easter craft. Um, hmm. Maybe it's uh, not lost. Maybe it's just something that's was that never happened to pass our way as we were kids. And we assumed it was, it was just, uh, never a thing, but wow. Doing this podcast has brought us in touch with this, you know, what we thought was a lost craft. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe Easter isn't as, as useless as I thought. At least you can make some nice, some, you know, uh, Viewmaster eggs or something. You can look at uh, an egg. It's- yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to do it. I'll make a, I'll make a uh, sugar egg and, uh, have it for the, have it ready for, uh, the publication of this episode. Oh, or maybe well, at least the, the week of this episode. <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to it. What, what, uh, what scene are you going to put inside your egg diorama? Uh, if I can, if I can, Snoopy dancing with bunnies. There you go. <laughs> Do you think actually that in the Snoopy seeing the bunny bunnies dance and uh, having that fantasy was actually what propelled him to decide to become the Easter Beagle, and this was in fact his first foray into Easter Beagleism? Wow. We we. So you think the the Easter Beagle didn't actually exist when Linus was telling everyone just wait for the Easter Beagle, but then we saw the birth of the Easter Beagle. Yeah. Whoa. Like, um, uh, it's, it's like, it's like the secret Linus just, uh, he, he altered, he wasn't, he's an effective dreamer is what he did. Um, <laughs> power of creative visualization. Yeah, there you go. Uh, mindful thinking. If you can see it, you can be it. 
or what is it? Dream it. You can team it. I don't know. But yeah, um, I the I can't really because um, that would make sense why everyone else seems to think the Easter Beagle isn't a thing because if it's his first time and we're seeing Snooper being Snoopy being inspired to become the Easter Beagle, uh, then I guess that kind of makes sense. The only thread left is yeah, how did Linus first come up with the idea? But I assume he just saw that Charlie Brown has a beagle and just kind of you know. Uh, jumble things up in his brain. Maybe that's what happened. Yeah, which is, he... is, which is what happened with the Great Pumpkin. He got Halloween and Christmas really confused. Okay, maybe the Easter Beagle is making more sense now. Like probably someone told him about the Easter Bunny, and he got confused because he sees a beagle. It's the only animal that he's ever seen in his life because Snoopy <laughs> is the only animal that exists in Peanuts World, other than Woodstock and that weird cat thing. Um, and he World just assumed, War II. yeah, and he just assumed like, oh yeah, uh, uh, Easter Beagle, okay. And everyone else is like, okay, uh, whatever. But then Snoopy, he's like, all right, I'm gonna do this. I've been inspired by reading about the bunny bunnies or seeing the bunny bunnies in action. Now I shall become the Easter Beagle, destroyer of worlds. Um, <laughs> now I'm just imagining uh, like Snoopy is sitting at home. You know, and brooding, thinking, father's estate left me ready, left me wealthy. I am ready, but I need a disguise, something <laughs> that will frighten criminals. Black, terrible. <laughs> and an Easter egg comes flying in his window. <laughs> yes, father, I will become an egg. <laughs> well, Snoopy, luckily, Snoopy saves Easter by doing that because, um, you know, uh, I guess... It means yeah, that everyone's Linus Easter just messed up somehow. Yeah. Well, S Sally gets an egg, which I guess is uh, good enough. She never gets her shoes, but egg no. is good. Um, and uh, Marcy gets an egg too, which I guess substitutes for all the eggs that she fucked up when she was trying to make eggs. Um, yeah. And so she, she asks Peppermint Patty the question that was on my mind. Now that I have an egg, what do we do with it? And everybody's like, eat it. It's like, oh, you're supposed to eat Easter eggs on Easter? That's that's the big climax of all this? Well, you what you do, um, I mean, we we would always like not, but then we just eat egg salad for like about three weeks. But what happens, oh, what happens is that uh, Lucy has been coloring eggs herself, and then Snoopy just follows behind her and takes them from self and start and redistrib redistributes the eggs. So socialist Snoopy. Good for him. Yeah. You know, the, the means of the means of egg production are held by all the people. Yeah. But the thing is all this time, Linus was telling people not to color eggs. He was just being like, it's a waste of time. The Easter Beagle's going to do it. But if she hadn't colored the eggs, the Easter Beagle would have nothing to distribute. Oh, that's a good point. It's a good thing she didn't listen to Linus. What an idiot. Yeah. He doesn't even know how a... his, his own creation works. <laughs> well, I mean, everyone's story changes in the telling. <laughs> mm, mm, that's true. Um, and I also, think it's the first time we see Snoopy, he's just tossing the eggs out willy nilly like, yay, eggs go everywhere. And then he hands one to everybody and then doesn't have one for Charlie Brown. So, I mean, yeah. why did you where were you throwing the randomly places? Well, because that way he wouldn't have one for Charlie Brown, because we all knew where oh, that yes. was going. Uh-huh. Um, I do think it's interesting that uh, Lucy is really pissed off that that this happened, because uh, I guess she's mad that Linus was right about something. And 
so I was I asked earlier whether Charlie Brown or Linus or anyone actually realized that Beast or Beagle is Snoopy. Um, so I guess Lucy at least does. She knows that Snoopy giving out eggs because she goes to confront Snoopy at his doghouse uh, about having done this, and she wants to fight him. But yeah, I, she's like she's like doing the whole Donald Duck <laughs> face in front of him, and Snoopy just gives her a big kiss, and she's charmed. Yeah. Um, also, like this is again uh, that also reminds me that in this we saw once again Peppermint Patty does not recognize that Snoopy is a dog. She calls him yeah, the funny kid. Yeah, she calls him kid. Old Snoop. Snoop. <laughs> yeah, she knows his name though, but she's he's always like, oh, the funny looking kid with the big nose, which is like. He's also naked, you yeah, know. <laughs> Funny looking nude kid who's only wearing a leather collar. He's a freak. Yeah. It's like, and also she, uh, uh, it's like he's covered in fur and, and doesn't talk. It's like, well, I mean, okay. I will say this. Snoopy does not act like a dog. He does act like a human. So I can see that might. Oh, interesting, actually. Okay. Because I was going to say Peppermint Patty appears to have some sort of very severe, um, I, I don't know what you call it. Some sort of aphasia where she can't recognize dogs. Like face blindness? Yeah. yeah for but dogs? at the same yeah. time, could it be that because she is, she just, she sees that Snoopy acts like a human. He behaves like a human, carries himself like a human. So therefore, that is what, she sees the actions of Snoopy as carrying more weight than the physical nature of Snoopy. So that's why she sees him as a human, but everyone else just sees him as a dog because they, they say, oh, whatever, he's he, he's a dog. It doesn't matter what he does. He's just a dog. He's always going to be a dog. You know, they're, everyone else is, bi they're all biological essentialists, but Peppermint Patty, it's about the, uh, I don't know what we call it. It's the, uh, the, the, the uh, she, she's a, um, what, what, I don't know, one of those charts where it's like you can be a sandwich essentialist or a sandwich anarchist. And she's a sandwich anarchist. <laughs> the form doesn't matter. It's the uh, the function. This is just this is just making me wish that there had ever been an episode or strip or whatever where Charlie Brown gets hit on the head with a ball and gets amnesia, and they inform <laughs> him that Snoopy belongs to him. But he's like, "Why do I own a funny looking kid with a big nose?" <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's like, I, "I'm a slave owner." This is terrible. <laughs> God, the real Charlie Brown is a jerk. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Actually, you know, think about it. If like it's Charlie, the, the Charlie Brown, he gets in the head and he's like, Snoopy, you're free. I'm letting you go. And it's like, everybody loves this new Charlie Brown who isn't like, you know, he's not an, he's not an exploiter. He's a friend to the people. So, um, that, that it's <laughs> a whole, is, this is a special we should write. Who are you really Charlie Brown? Yeah. It's like Charlie Brown realizes like he, he goes through everything. He's like this other Charlie Brown is a horror is awful. He's terrible. I hate him. I will, I'm not going to be that anymore. Um, what, then, what else does he call himself? All right. From now on, my name is Mr. Sack. <laughs> Better than Brownie Charles. <laughs> Why can't I have a normal, funny looking kid with a big nose like everybody else? <laughs> uh, all right. So I guess that brings us to the end of uh, the Easter. It's the Easter Beagle, Charlie Brown. But is there yes. anything else we should say about it or? Well, I provided a link to you for a uh, from a certain website where you can watch these things quite conveniently. However, I watched it the legal way through Apple TV. And oh, mm -hmm. yeah, it's this is really weird. The Apple TV streaming service is like the exclusive home of all the peanut stuff now. 
And that's like the only thing they have you've ever heard of. It's like, man, how many places must have said no that their their re- big focus is we're the home of Charlie Brown. It's like they're the new boomerang. <laughs> it's like they're it's like they're the Knott's Berry Farm of uh, of streaming services. Oh yeah. I guess, everyone, <laughs> I guess everyone else was like, "Hey, Apple, hey, you, you better cough up if you want any of our stuff." And only uh, pianist is like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." <laughs> well, I mean, um, peanuts did. I mean, how many things were peanuts licensed? There was. Uh, weren't there like a hundred different amusement parks that did peanuts tie-ins? Oh my god! Yeah, there's got to be there's got to be so many. It's just like uh, what you're talking about with how, like how any picnic area with a slide gets uh, licensed with Hanna Barbera characters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then of course, how many how many phones could you get with uh, Snoopy there? Whole lot, whole lot. That was a big thing. Snoopy phones. Um, Snoopy back in phones. The- you remember the Snoopy phones? Like you buy a phone. I know the it, Garfield phone. Snoopy it was Snoopy phone. Yeah, they're Snoopy phones. It was much like the Garfield phone, except uh, it was usually instead of being like a chunk that you would pull out of Garfield's back, like the Garfield phone, it would be yeah. Snoopy would be standing there and he'd be holding the receiver and you would p- take it out of his hand. So he oh, was. Oh, now I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. You, no, I don't. I don't know about that. What I know is that everybody had that Snoopy snow cone maker. Yeah, I remember that one. Everybody loves That's, a snow cone. Yep. And I don't know what other, you know, what other Snoopy merchandise did everyone get? I mean, lots of people had peanuts sheets. Uh, oh, we, we, I think we looked at the, did we look at this for the commercials episode? The talking Snoopy doll? Yeah, yeah, we did. I remember yeah. that. Uh, so that was a big one. Uh, I mean, they were pocket watch, not pocket watches, uh, wrist watches. I remember that. Yeah. Um, you could probably get like, I'm sure that anything could get branded. As, you could get life insurance branded uh, with peanuts. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to get your kids to kick the backseat of the car and be like, stop, stop, get life insurance, get Snoopy life insurance. <laughs> yeah, it's and then. But you know what the worst part? Listen. Yeah, they, you, when, when you when you when you die, Snoopy doesn't even actually show up with a little briefcase. What false oh. advertising! It's it's like well, when you it's like when you get a Sweet Pickles book and they don't even show up in the bus. <laughs> well, no, it turns out that uh, the Sweet Pickles gang comes to pick you up when you die. That's what yeah, the bus is for. <laughs> the Sweet Pickles hearse. <laughs> yes, it's the yes, it's the Sweet Pickles psychopomp. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Imagine like that. There, there's your your final um, your your final death dream. Uh, you know, uh, do- dopamine trip or whatever it is, where it's like you just see the the vi- like. Just imagine being like it's the end of Darby O'Gill, and as as you like it, you know, the the coach Devois comes in, and it's the it's the fucking Sweet Pickles bus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Goof god off goose and x-rating xerus come to lead you to the next life god actually you know that kind of makes sense though because think about it in, in those final moments you know you when you have your um you know they're, they're there to lead you to a higher plane and, and uh uh make you come to terms with yourself and your life and uh you'll see the personifications of all your vices coming to uh um haggle over your eternal soul wow and this is an Easter story. So which which of the Sweet Pickles characters did Jesus see as he was dying on the cross? Well, let's see. What let, let, Let's see. The, obviously, I'm going to guess Positive Pig. That, that makes sense. I was going to say, well, you know, let's see. What did what did uh, what did 
yeah, that, that scans. Um, I think G- Jesus never his 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 faith in the Lord never wavered, so he would definitely not see questioning quail. Yeah, I mean, po- possibly very worried walrus. <laughs> and a unique unicorn was certainly there. Yes, yes. Um, but you know what you think is well, no, no. Here's the thing: Jesus, he was about to go live in um, in heaven with his heavenly Father and shed his mortal coil and become a being of pure spirit, just like the the our Lord in heaven. So, and therefore, you could say it was me to iguana. <laughs> this is uh this is becoming quite blasphemous so i hope everyone appreciates that we're like yeah. you know we're, we're that we are endangering we're our very souls to do yeah. this bit for you <laughs> boy uh, of all the people i never thought would get me too'd <laughs> me too yeah that's right me to iguana uh it's because um yeah you know because uh she did sexual harassment and you know you know who accused her right uh accusing which one is oh alligator Uh, accusing alligator yeah yeah accusing alligator (laughs) (laughs) oh i can't believe me to iguana got canceled um (laughs) by canceling clam i guess yeah (laughs) which one starts with c i forget uh what what was c i think it was it was accusing alligator uh Bossy bear. bear. Oh, bashful bear. C was, I don't know, um, cunty camel. I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh, well, why do I feel like it was like, a camel? Actually, I feel like there was a camel. Was it? Yeah, but it was like fix it camel or something like that. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Carpenter camel. Was it a carpenter? Car- <laughs> oh, that that's appropriate for Jesus too, isn't it? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. That was the one who appeared to him. Uh, then was it D was, uh, was. <laughs> di- uh, what was a D? What's a D? Dog. I feel like do- doubtful dog. There you doubtful go. Doubtful dog. Yeah. A doubtful dog would not have been there for Jesus. Um, no, no. Then no. E was enormous yeah. elephant. I remember that. Yes. Uh, F is fearless fish. G is uh, G is goof off goose. That would be the one that appeared goof to off me. Goose. Um, yes. <laughs> Looking. And she's the one that appears to actually deliver in the commercial, too. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Um, let's see. What comes after G? What come, H is uh, um, Hungry Halibut? I, yeah, that sounds... Uh, yeah, I feel like... Uh, was it another fish? No, it was a... No. Hor- was it a horse? Was oh. A, happy horse or something ha- like that? Yeah, that sounds happy. right. Oh, no, no, no. Something like... It was a hyena, right? What was it? Sorry, was is it a hyena? Oh yeah, I, I feel like. Hmm. Or am I confusing that with the jackal? Oh, there was a jackal, so it's not a hyena. Uh, was it a hog? Mm, uh, no, because there was already positive pigs. So. Right. So what is it? There's got to be more H animals, right? Uh, it's got to mm. be a horse. It's got to be a horse. I mean, what else Howler would it monkey. be? <laughs> not. Well, oh wait, no, I know what it was. Hippo. It was healthy hippo. Healthy hippo, that's right. Yes, yeah, so the the opposite of enormous elephant. Yes, um, and then so H, then I was imitating iguana. Um, oh yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. And then <laughs> I J was jealous jackal. I remember that one. J yes. K, uh, kidding kangaroo. That kid was and K. kangaroo. <laughs> wow. Okay, K L L. What is an L? L? Lion. It's got to be a lion, right? 
Lion? Oh, oh, loving lion. Loving lion. Oh, there's Jesus right there. Yes. Loving lion. Of God, course. it's Aslan. Oh it's Aslan. God. Yeah. Oh, how did we miss this one? Okay. Well, I'm glad we <laughs> talked this through because we're, we're, we're figuring this out. So loving lion is L. Um, then M. Mm, M. It's a moose, I think. Moose. Oh, um, me, Montgomery moose, miserable moose, or something M- like that. Miserable. Yeah. Oh yeah, Mo- mopey moose, moody moose. I think moody it was moody moose. moose. Moody moose. Moody oh moose. yeah. Hey, your wife. Yeah, there. That's one she would. That would appear to her. Um, yeah. N was. Oh, it was uh, naughty nightingale. I remember Ooh, that much. Very hot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I remember that now. That you mention it. Um, so N O O of uh, course is outraged octopus. Oh, right, right. Okay, Outraged Octopus. No, 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 no. O-P, P, oh, Positive, positive pig. pig. P, yeah, Q was uh, quail. question we quail. Already. Q, R was, ooh, what is an R? Rabbit, but I don't remember what his uh, adjective was. Rushing oh, rabbit? Responsible rabbit. I do remember that Responsible one. rabbit. Busy, busy, busy. Let's see, so R, S was, what's S? S. What's an S? Snake? No. I don't think it'd be a snake. Snake or dragon. Um, is a snail? <laughs> I mean, I've got the books just like a few feet away, but it's more fun to try and think. Yeah, of don't know. We're, we're on a roll. We're going to get through this. Salamander. Yes. Snakes. Salamander. Snakes. Some. Sa- Springbok. Some. Sa- sardine. It's got to be something. Uh, um, salivating sardine. What was this? Stork. Uh, oh yeah, stork. What was the, the yeah, adjective? Smarty stork. I know everything. Smarty stork. Okay. Well, all right. All right. We got through it. We're getting there. So okay. So S T T T T T. Um. Uh. Uh. Oh, uh, temper tantrum turtle. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I can't believe you remembered that. Yes. That was the uh, first I place that... I ever heard of somebody like threatening to hold their breath and die. Yeah. I do think it's great because it's like, that's not really an adjective you usually associate with turtles, but you know. <laughs> uh, I, can you imagine a Ninja Turtles episode where one of them starts throwing temper tantrums and has to be like put to bed early? <laughs> oh, well, you know, they are cool, but rude. That would be, that would be pretty funny. That would be actually... Why hasn't there been a Ninja Turtles babies show? Why hasn't there been one where we see them at like age six or whatever, just learning ninjutsu? Just wait. Show. Just wait. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. So let's see. So T-U, we already said unique unicorn. Unicorn. Yep. Uh, v. 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 Vane uh, vulture. Vane vulture. Va- very vain vulture. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So V. V-W. W. Worried Walrus. That's right. Worried Walrus. It's a WX. What X, the heck X was X rating Xerus. A what? A Xerus is a... X rating Xerus. A Xerus is a kind of ground squirrel. I looked that up specifically because I was so puzzled by what the hell X rating Xerus was. Oh, yeah. Jeez. That's a weird one. X rating Xerus. And it is... I assume that the book about X-rating Xerus is not about them making a porno. So what would an X, <laughs> no. is it a very censorous Xerus, I guess is what it yes, was. We see him painting an X over something and going not allowed. I really wonder what his book was about though. Cause that is, a, I don't know. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I, I never got that far into the sweet pickles. Canon. Uh, we had 
two books. We had Me to Iguana and Very Worried Walrus. I don't know what happens in any other ones. Um, I don't know how we got those books. I don't think we ever ordered it from the Sweet Pickles commercials. And they didn't sell them in stores. The commercials were very clear on that. Uh, I yeah. assume we, I guess we must have gotten them at like secondhand stores or something because huh, who knows? Um, yeah, I've gotten a, I've got an assortment of them that I've picked up from secondhand stores and I knew and I had friends who had them as a kid. So I would flip through them while they were doing something else. And OK, what's what's left? What's after X? Why? What what animal starts with? Y? So oh, yak. Yeah. Yakety yak. Yakety yak. Don't talk back. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, so Y Z was going to be a zebra, right? Yep. Zany zebra. zebra. Zany zebra, right? Zany Zebra, yes. Zany Zebra. I do it my way. Well, now I know my ABCs. Uh, <laughs> we got through it. We got through the entire alphabet of sweet pickles without any help. Damn. You know, as a, as a, as a kid, I was kind of like, well, why aren't there animals for the numbers, too? Oh, wait, there's no animal that starts with one. <laughs> oh, actually, that's interesting. Um, yeah, we don't associate anything <laughs> with uh, with numbers, do we? Um, well... <laughs> Um, you know, has there ever been a Sweet Pickles cartoon? I think there was. I, I don't remember if it was, or maybe there was, or maybe I'm thinking of like some sort of made for classrooms thing that was more like, more like reading Rainbow where they did kind of pan and scan over the books. Oh, probably. That sounds like the sort of thing they would have done. Um, cause I definitely remember seeing something with questioning quail and positive pig having a conversation and remembering positive pig's voice going, I positive. Uh, wait, wait a second. What is this? Uh, apparently Sweet Pickles is an animated Netflix series based on the Sweet Pickles books. No so way! So apparently there are, there is a Sweet Pickles cartoon now. Wow. Well, we've got our next episode, I guess. <laughs> wow. Wow. If we can, it's on, uh, it's apparently it's on Netflix. So yeah. Um, I guess I, wow. Okay. Um, that's all I'm seeing it's on ideas fandom. So I've never heard of this. I did not realize this, but sweet pickles is back in pog form. Sweet pickles is back. Anyway, um, before, uh, so anything else we should say before we get in that sweet pickles bus in the sky that, that, <laughs> that get in, take that final, final ride in the, uh, in the sweet, <laughs> sweet pickles Boy, we sure went on a journey this last 15 minutes didn't we <laughs> this, this was this was a thing this was definitely <laughs> not where we started out to end <laughs> uh, it's the sweet pickle charlie brown <laughs> uh no i can't you know i uh, like we said this was Certainly not the best or worst uh, Charlie Brown special, but I'm I'm a fan of your idea of making it both the the zero on the X and Y coordinates of uh, where to, of Peanuts specials of this one being the yardstick by which all the others should be measured because there's just so little there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it is what it, it didn't is. offend fine. me, but it didn't really have that much going for it either. Yeah, we're not going to get the big views for our podcast when we're just saying, like, this was average. Because people want to come and yeah. tune in and hear us going, like, this is the worst in, like, uh, when, a, when, a, when, a, when a diarrhea in your vomit. <laughs> you know, or something like that. But, you know what? Uh, I've had we, that. That's not fun. Oh, yeah, it sucks. It's the worst. <laughs> you know? um, when, um, 
but but you know what uh, that's why we gotta we gotta be honest in our reviews and um say some of them they're just average and that makes when we say something when we say something's bad it carries more weight because we're not pretending yes. that average things are bad so that's a little tip for you critics out there um, that's right because some things are a little bit sweet and a little bit sour like a sweet pickle <laughs> <laughs>